Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we start this episode, could you do me a favor? Could you rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts? And also, could you subscribe to our YouTube channel? That's at youtube.com slash by the hood. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And the same way we start off every show, we start off this show, and that's with gratitude. I want to say thank you to all of our supporters, our family, um, specifically our students in By the Hood University, which is growing like crazy. Like the amount of students that are coming through the university uh, is, is, is unbelievable right now. Um, shout out to everybody taking the Precious Metals course. We also had an uptick in people taking the stock market course. And some folks um, with the options course. So we got a little bit of everything going on and the group is growing, sharing information. Um, one thing I do want to say is uh, for the students in there, make sure to pay attention. We have a new challenge. With, we got it's called the Million Dollar Challenge. So myself, Corey, um, Antonio and Jay Johnson, uh, who are all members of the group, we're going to take a thousand dollars. And during the course of this year, we're going to uh, pretty much show all of the students mm-hmm. every specific trade we make, how we come up with the trades. And we're going to see if we can take um, you know, that trade from a thousand dollars to see how big we can grow our account. So that should be interesting. It should be fun and, you know, come along for the journey for our students. Um, for those who aren't a member of Bodyhood University, like, you know, what are you waiting for? You know, we got courses and specials. Um, and if you buy any course, um, as well as the course of our brothers, man, like, you know, Malik has his course, uh, you know, six steps to seven figures. You buy that course as well as our brother Camille, who has a cryptocurrency course that gives you access to our private group. So with that being said, I just want to send a shout out to you guys, man. I got my brother Corey in the building as always. Corey, what's up, good brother? Yo, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm living La Vida Loca, man. Every day above ground is a good day, man. I can't complain. I, I can complain, but ain't nobody going to listen. Yeah, so. this is absolutely true, man. Also, yo, shout out to everybody that bought merch, man. I got a piece on now on um, Buy the Hood Stacker. And I know these start flying off the shelf, right? So we got the uh, American Eagle uh, Precious Metals and Bitcoin and Ethereum on there. Crazy part is when crypto took off. People start to buy the crypto merch and we've been yeah. selling it for a while, but it is what it is, man. Shout out to everybody in the crypto space out there as well. You know what I mean? That's talked about in the group as well. But listen, let's get to our show. For the folks that watch our show, you already know our show is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the field, out in the community, building businesses. Um, and this guest is a special guest, man. Um, this is our brother right here, man. Um, this is Anthony Lee. He's a landlord. You know what I'm saying? Real estate developer, investor, agent, the whole nine. And he's out here doing amazing work. What's up, Anthony? How you good, brother? What's going on, fellas? I appreciate you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. Listen, I appreciate your time, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, you're a busy man. And by the way, uh, that background is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we got to say that. Well, salute to my guy, Chuck Styles, man. He uh he made this back when uh, the All-Star game was in L.A. And I just, you know, I, I just had bought my house and said, yo, I'm a dealt now. I need some artwork in the house. So I started collecting a few pieces, you know, and that, that's 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 my, you know, my my thing, you know, to be worth some money one day. That's right, man. Ooh, art art guy, is an asset. My man Snoopy, you know, Mike Cole, and I got another LeBron piece. Oh, that's dope. See, I mean, oh. mix the sport in with your art, man. And, 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 you know, art is an asset. That's that's fire, though. I had to say that, man. So I listen, man, um, you know, um. Before we get started to talk about some of the things you currently got going on, tell us about your background. Where are you from? What schools you go to? Um, so Anthony Lee, A. Lee Real Estate, uh, my mother and father, Anthony Lee and Utoria Lee. Um, 
from Philadelphia, uh, grew up in Yayton, so I'm a suburb city kid mixed in one. Uh, I tell people I was blessed that, you know, I got to see what it was like to, you know, have grass, but then also be in an environment where, you know, it's, you know, survival mode kind of thing. So, you know, um, went to Catholic school most of my life. Uh, so I had private education. Um, but again, you know, you coming home to the environment. So you learning the, the best of both worlds kind of thing. So I kind of learned at an early age how to maneuver in the corporate setting kind of thing. And then also around the way with the homies. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Went to West Catholic High School. Then I went to Newman University. Um, I, I initially went to college for uh, sports medicine. So, you know, my mom, you know, growing up is like, yo, what you going to do? I don't really know. But mom wanted me to, uh, you know, to go to school for some type of medicine or some type of specialty. And, you know, I honestly, it wasn't wasn't for me. So I went to school. I tried to do it. I ended up uh, going, ending up on academic probation my sophomore year. So I had to figure out what I was going to do because, you know, now I'm wasting money and about to get kicked out because of my grades. So from there, I made the decision to get my degree in early childhood elementary education. Um, which I always had a passion. You know, I coached basketball growing up and even today I still work with the youth. Um, so I figured out a way so I could still graduate. You know, maybe I did an extra semester to still graduate, not on time, but close enough. So I finished, got my bachelor's degree. But for me, I always had that entrepreneur hustle spirit. I started my first job. Well, I got my first job at the age of 12, cutting grass with one of the uh, older men in my neighborhood. He had a landscaping company. So I got on the truck with him worked with him. I did that for one summer. And what messed me up with him was he wasn't paying me. I thought was worth I'm on all heavy lifting, cutting all the yards. And he just on the blower and on the phone talking to, you know, the moms in the neighborhood and I'm getting, <laughs> getting pennies. So, you know, I'm like, man, I ain't going to keep doing this. So my mom had a lawnmower. So I took the lawnmower. I said, I wasn't working for him no more. And I just started cutting grass all in my neighborhood. So I really started my business and, you know, networking in my community pretty much from the age of 12 to 22, I had this landscaping business all throughout. Um, and from there I got the bug and I started networking with people. And for me, I realized doing that, it was like, man, I could be doing this hard manual labor, but I need to figure out how I could do stuff that's going to get me checks. I didn't want to get $20 here, $50 here. And that was how I got put on the real estate. Um, and then once I got put on a real estate, it was pretty much, you know, sky's the limit. Like, you know, with real estate, you could go as big or as small as you want to go. Who, who was the person that put you down with real estate? Like, who was the person that came to you and said, take a look at this? Um, so it's a few people. But the main person that initially put me on was my cousin. I got a cousin from New York. Um, his, his mom and aunt were in real estate um, in New York. So one year, I think I was in high school, my senior or junior year, and he pulled up in a Maserati. So again, you know where we come from. It's like, how you get a Maserati? Like, exactly. you know, I know you You got a job as far as I know. Like, you selling drugs? What's up? He was like, nah, get a car. Take, took me for a ride. He took me to a couple buildings, was like, I own this, I own this, I own that. And he was like, man, they paid a mortgage and put money in my pocket. So he was like, plus the money I make from my job. He was like, I can afford nice things because I make additional money while I'm at work. He said, I don't pay for it. They just pay for it. So mm. between him and then back home, like I said, you know, growing up, being in the city, um, really like my older brother, he's my best friend. Um, he showed me real estate 
at the barbershop. So he was cutting hair. And I'm like, man, how you be moving? How you be moving? I'm like, man, you know, same thing. Like, yo, you selling drugs? He like, nah, <laughs> the car. You know, everybody around the way, they got nice cars. You see yeah, I know, I got you. You like, he do what you do, but he look messed up and you don't look messed up. So, you know, he put me in the car and he showed me a couple of his buildings. He only had two, but he was renting rooms. So from that moment, I'm like, wait, so every week you get money from these people just to live here? So, you know, knowing what I know now, I'm not the landlord to want to rent rooms. But, you know, if you want to get constant money and you don't mind that hustle and bustle, renting rooms, you know, you make a couple hundred dollars every, every week. You just got to chase the people down. So once I seen that between my junior year of high school and my freshman year of college, I always had it in the back of my mind, like one day I want that. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So like literally after I fell, there was uh, my sophomore year and was changing my major. I started going to network events um, in Philadelphia. They got a group called Dig Diversified Investors Group. And I just yep. used to go. Say yeah, it again. I used to remember Dig. I remember, I remember Dig. Yup, yup, yup. So I used to go and I used to just sit and you know be in a room just be a fly on the wall i know what i didn't know any of this stuff that and then you know the rich dad poor dad courses on the weekend mm -hmm. so i would i would go pay the little 300 dollars or whatever the free events i was going to all of that fan merrill all them dudes that's when you know selling courses we didn't know it was so popular back then i just mm -hmm. they was always trying to upsell you something but now you know selling courses is the way yeah so, I mean, here's the crazy part. You took the initiative to invest in yourself, like paying that money to go to courses. What what made you so confident to pay that money to go to courses? Uh, I don't. So at the time, I appreciate you saying that. I didn't know it was confidence or me even invested in myself. I just was like, yo, I got to figure out a way to get into the room. So, okay. you know, it was like you go to college, you pay to get into the building. You know, you know, you go to the movie theaters, you paying to get into the building. So I just like, yo. If I'm going to pay for something, I want to pay for something that's going to make me money either now or later. Got you. Got you. So, so that, was, that was really just my mindset with it. You know, I just so try to get your, or meet somebody. What was your first foray into the game? Was it as an agent, as an investor? What was your first, uh, you know, um, entry into real estate? So my first entry was once I realized what I was trying to do, I happened to be talking to my grandparents, man. I didn't know they also owned real estate. So they got a nice house in Jersey with a golf course behind their crib, the gated community. You know, I'm like, I know y'all not trapping and doing nothing crazy. But my grandpa, once I told him like what I was into, he was like, man, you know, older people or I guess the generation before us, they don't like to share, I guess, because it's like they don't want everybody in their business or thinking they got money. But it's like, oh, I see you got money. I see the house. Yeah. You know, but my grandpa worked for SEPTA. My other grandma, my grandmom, she worked for the Philly Inquirer. So, you know, I just was like, man, I thought they jobs was just caking and it wasn't the jobs. It was the jobs plus the investment. So he told me real estate. Um, so, you know, my junior year, I had a job plus my little hustle jobs I was doing. I tried to get a mortgage. My mom was completely against it. How is somebody going to give you a mortgage and you only, you know, I think at the time I was like 19. She's like, you're not in the adult. I'm like, mom, I'm an adult. You know, I'm grown. I, you know, <laughs> look, I feed myself, mom. You know, mind you, I'm still stealing food <laughs> out the fridge when I come home from school. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I tried work out? that crib, but I couldn't get the mortgage approval. I didn't make enough money. They said I literally was short $100 for the mortgage pre-approval in my income. And the Ooh. crib was only like a $35,000 house at the time in North Philly, man. Um, 
So that was like my introduction of me trying it. And then so when I failed, I said, yo, I'm gonna come back to this and figure it out. So literally, I want to say a year after I graduated college, I used my job and I bought a duplex right in West Philly. Cost me like $4,500 out of pocket. The mortgage was $600. The rent was $600 on the first floor. The second floor was $700 in rent. So, you know, I had to technically live in that building. But for me, I ended up staying in my mom's back room and just collecting the rent. And from there, you know, it was like I got that itch. Like, yo, I'm making this money every month and people going to pay me to live here. So it was it was great in the beginning. I had that first tenant that didn't uh, start paying rent. And then he flooded my bathroom because he was mad at me. Oh, so now let me ask you a question, right? Because I think a lot of landlords go through this. Like I went through this. Like when you when you deal with your first bad tenant, you know, you'd be like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this no more. Like what was that experience like dealing with your first bad tenant? So it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. I'm more so again. So I got two sides of friends and family. So you learn business, corporate, then you learn the street. So, you know, it's my ego. I'm like, oh, he he trying to disrespect me. So I tell my homies, like, well, we got to go over there and talk to him. But I'm like, then I realized, like, we get over there like, oh, oh, this this not what we really want. Like, nah, I ain't even on that time. So it was like we had words. We left it at that. And I'm like, oh, let me hit one of my other folks up. Now we're going to learn how to do it in the, the, how the big boy do it. You send that paperwork and just do the eviction. Mm hmm. You know, so for me, it was like, oh, now I see the game. But I, I definitely wasn't discouraged. I'm young. You know, I'm still living in my mom's back room. I'm just looking at it like it's an obstacle. Plus, the tenant on the second floor is still paying the mortgage because they paying 700 I lost exactly. that little six, not little, but I lost that 600 which was my profit. But the building still was maintaining itself. So it was like, yo, it's cool. And like I said, I lived in the back room. So I had no overhead, no kids at the time. But, you know, it just it, it was what it was. But it definitely okay. took me like, yo, it's. It's not personal, like for, for people crazy, like people got a lot of stuff wrong with them, man. Um, come to find out that tenant, tenant in particular, he ended up getting locked up. So we ain't even make it to uh, landlord tenant court. Mm. All right. So 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 from there, what uh, what was your next move in terms of like, because I know you're a, a licensed agent now. So that's, too. How, that's, how, that's when I got licensed. So after I got the first crib, um, I ended up getting licensed the next year. I initially wanted to do wholesaling, you know, going to them classes yeah. in Maryland, all like, yo, be a wholesaler. You could learn the game, da 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 da. Man, I, I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, somebody else I met through Dig, they told me, yo, you want to come work with me? So, I was doing tenant placement for him, for all the other landlords he was hanging with. And then he was like, yo, we about to go big and open up a full office. I need you to get your license. So, I struggled at first. I felt my real estate exam nine times before I actually passed. But once I got licensed, I ended up being rookie of the year in my office. I just was selling cribs. Same thing. Whatever business I got, I always start with my friends and family first. I don't do nothing but go to my friends and family. If you friends and family with me and you don't rock with what I'm trying, I don't need you. We don't, we don't rock with each other because, you know, I'm going to help you as well as you helping me. So I sold houses to all my friends that graduated college that had a decent job. Yo, that's interesting, right? Because I think it was um, I think it was Boone, who um, you know, another successful agent. I think he told me he failed his test several times too. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all dudes that failed the test, test doesn't times. measure intelligence, man. It doesn't <laughs> measure heart and hustle. It just measures. Yeah, it don't measure. It don't measure intelligence, heart, or hustle. It only it, it only measures whether or not you know that little. Yeah, whatever you can memorize some stuff. 
Listen, man, I get it, man. The messed up thing so, is the stuff on the test ain't what we do out here in, in real life. At all. At all. At all. You know, so for those out there, yeah, for those out there, man, maybe struggle for your test, man. Keep at it because you're the second person that told me, like, I don't, I don't think his was nine. Maybe it was nine. It was a bunch of, I know it was a bunch of times. He was like, <laughs> they finally got it. And now he out here cooking and you out here cooking too. So I think, I think there's a dope uh, story of perseverance because, yeah. you know, a lot of folks, man, after a couple of times, they're like, man, I ain't doing this. No, like, yo, after, like, swear to goodness, like, after you cry a couple of times and then on top of it, you know, you done told everybody, like, yo, I'm about to be a real estate agent. You can't, <laughs> you can't go back and tell them you're not doing it no more because you couldn't pass a test. Yeah. I so, mean, you, you know. <laughs> you just going to be clown. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, this is true. I, I, I couldn't face that. So that was that was motivation on top of it at the time. My wife now, me and her had just moved in together. Um, so, you know, it's like I can't let her down as well as let myself down. So, you know, it was the motivation between, like I said, not letting the people see me fail. And on top of that, you know, I stepped up like, yo, we're going to live together. Like, so, you know, I got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what was that transition like from going to, you know, being landlord, wanting to be in the real estate business and now? You're a licensed agent and, you know, you're taking on clients and all that. Um, you said you were the rookie of the year the first year. Um, did you well, let me ask you this, right? You still do both. You still do both to this day, right? So so that's like the gift and curse. So you get into the game to be an agent because most agents want to be investors, right? I don't, I don't facts. know. Too many, say it again. I said that is absolute facts. Yeah. So I don't know too many agents that say, hey, I just want to sell a bunch of houses and that's going to be my life. Is no, you get into real estate in general because you want freedom. So you look at me being an agent, like I don't need a job because I'll be a realtor and I sell houses to supplement my income. That's for people who know how to sell and connect with people. Um, you know, so for me, it was like I started out selling more houses than I was buying, and I go through you know ups and downs. So I go through periods where I'm buying a bunch of houses, I go through periods where I'm selling way more houses than I'm buying, but Again, it's the struggle of trying to balance it all out. So that's for you, the team. And now I have a team of four other agents that work with me. Um, our team is called the Good Neighbor Real Estate Group. So anything Good Neighbor, you'll most, mostly see it. My investments is Good Neighbor. Um, my real estate group is Good Neighbor. That's how I keep it. My landscaping business was called Good Neighbor Landscaping. Um, so I, I believe in partnership. So even in my investments now, I'm able to keep investing but not have to leverage all my money by creating partnerships. And then I'm also able to be four places at once because I'm not the only person on my team that can show houses or deal with clients. So literally as we doing this interview, I got somebody on my team now, they're showing houses in, in, in Delaware County for a client, you know, and I'm able to keep moving and keep things flowing. Okay. So basically you, you, you doing what, um, not the same way, but what the man did to you with the landscaping, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, not eating. That's one thing about me. Like, anybody that work with me, you you eat and get equal pay. You might not get exactly what I get. Oh, that's what it's about. To put I'm, you I'm just position. joking, man. Yeah, I'm just joking. That's what it's about, man. It's, it's it's about like you know, um, collaboration over competition, man. Work together, and everybody got to eat, man. Everybody got to eat. So that's man. dope. So that's dope. So you know, um. Now you're doing both. You're still doing, you know, the agency side. You still do you still have the actual landscaping business right now? So I don't, unfortunately. Um, that one is a struggle again. That you really gotta find good people that'll work with you because you know, people don't want to wake up. You, you gotta start that seven, eight in the morning. Yeah. 
cut grass, sun up, sun down, you know, was it, you know, it's always something to be done. So, you know, that one I, I struggled with. I shut that down, like I said, around like 22. And that, okay. I wish I didn't. Honestly, if I knew what I knew now about working with people, if I could have found somebody I could partner with, I, I kept that because it would have been another way. Everything go back to real estate. So I got landscaping clients. They're going to sell houses eventually. You might as well let me sell it. Yep. Yep. Everything, all roads lead back to real estate. <laughs> That's big. Yeah, fans. right. That's big so now you got everything going on. You um, you know, you, you turn successful in uh, real estate. You document a lot of this on your IG page, man. So um, for the folks out there watching, I'm going to make sure to put his IG page uh, within the description box, um, as well as the show notes for those who are listening to the audio. So you could take a look and see, you know, the journey because he documents it. You got some, you know, I see you stepping your graphics and everything up, man. You're killing IG right now, man. It's the thing, man, is I kind of struggle with that giving too much. But also, if I do give it, you you know, you got to make it captivating now because everybody in their grandma now, everybody knew who worked for SEPTA doing herbal life. Now they all doing real estate. So I got to <laughs> I got to separate myself. So, you know, I've been spending I definitely been spending money and working with people. So that I could put myself as the expert and the professional, but I. So how I do you deal with that? That's that's a good that's a good topic, real quick, right? How do you deal with that, right? How do you deal with the fact that you know, even though you have a, a certain level of success, you want to show that, but you also don't want to go too far, right? So you don't want to be out here, you know, um, on Lambos and doing some of the stuff that you see folks doing online. So, um, but how do you deal with that? Honestly, so I'd say two things. One, I got a therapist that I talk to once a month. And two, I got my wife when she see me either tripping or like, yo, I'm I'm bugging. Cause like I tell people, I got an alter ego in my head. I think I'm Diddy of real estate. You know, I'm, I'm Diddy Jay-Z. You, you see the paper planes, baby. You see me. Like I swear to goodness, like you mean I'm I'm alter ego in my head all day, every day. You can't tell me nothing. So you know, I I struggle with it because like, yo, I, I want to flex. I like, especially like you said, you see dudes that did one deal. They selling courses. They, they, everybody, yeah. everybody. I'm talking about dudes is 16. They talking about I'm, I'm the mentor. Like, who are you mentoring? Like, you ain't, you ain't lived enough life. And I'm not mad at it. But at the same token, I'll be like, you call my phone and you asking me questions. And then you selling the information to these people. And I gave it to you just on the strength that we, we, Skin folks. Yep. Listen, I had a dude last week call me, needed help because he was facing floor. I think I told y'all this in the, in the group chat. You had a dude tell me he was facing foreclosure and needed all this help. And he's crying to me on the phone. And I ain't going to put his name out there because I ain't into that. But I go on Clubhouse that night and he out there talking about how to make a million dollars in real estate. And he's leading the room. And I'm sitting there like, yo, what is going on? Like the social media is the matrix like yo this is this is insane like especially uh, you know as we call it cap house now right, cap, right. House, cap house is out of control right now man but you know um but i always wondered that for other people who are in the business who are actually um doing deals right so so what i recognize is a lot of folks like once they get to the point of having courses and we all got courses but some people and I, me and corey talk about this you, we have to remain practitioners we got to be closing deals we got to be trading stocks. We got to be buying metals. We got to be doing these things to be practitioners. You got to live it. And a lot of folks stop living it. And, and it's funny you say 16-year-old, man, because I've seen that. I've seen cats 13 years old, like, yo, I'm, I'm such and such mentor. And I'm like, okay, you know. How that happen? But, yeah. <laughs> but like but, I said, like, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I'm just, I'm a little frustrated with it, rather. Because like I've, I've been putting the time in. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have the 
yo, I don't went peers where six months, no check. Like, but mm-hmm. I, I had no other option but to figure it out. I didn't had times where like, yo, we we up, like we definitely like tell Diddy bring the bring the jet. Like I'm I'm ready. <laughs> you know. But it's like the same token, I came from that that background of like, yo, you pull your people up with you. But now I do mm-hmm. understand people will burn you up. So now I do got the link in my bio. If you want to talk money talk, oh, it's going to cost you. But if you just want to consult and you got a question or two, all right, we can set a time and it's, it's free. But most of the time, for real, for, I'm going to tell you most of the stuff on my social media. That's the other reason why I document it. Got you. Got you. All right. That's important. I always wonder that struggle, though, because um you know especially coming from the city we come from like you, you got to be careful like with, with too much flossing you know what i mean oh, man. It, it, yeah it, I, I, we seen people get put in trunks well i ain't see it with my own two eyes but you yeah. know you you you, you know the, what's the name of the app the, what's, the, what's the app what's the what's the hey, app the citizens that will tell you that people bodies getting put in trunks right now <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, all the extra flossing, you gotta be a little careful. Yeah, you gotta be careful, <laughs> man. But but it's also a situation too where like when you talk about um you have the same kind of focus we do when you pull your people up, and when you pull your people up, it's also that thin line between like bragging and teaching, right? So you try to motivate folks and try to help them, but you don't want to go too far where it's like, man, you just telling me what you got or what you've done. So it's right. that balance, it's that balance. Maybe I, maybe I need to get me a therapist for once a month too, man, because I I'll be no. over here going through it too. No, I, so the therapist, a good woman in your life, and on top of that, it's okay to take off the social media. Don't just turn the phone off. You mean just throw it to the side? I mean, and then outside of that, like, don't get it twisted. Like, you got to give them a little bit of flex. I feel like everybody got to figure out what flex works for them. So for me, I might give somebody a flex where, like, all right, I took my family on a vacation, or you know, I well, and my like my my biggest like. I guess uh challenge is sneakers. So you know if mm-hmm. I got some crazy sneaks on, it's it's probably more where that came from. I'm probably just giving you a taste. But you know, <laughs> I guess between that or like yo, like flex, I pay my kids tuition in full for the year, or I pay my daycare bill, you know, in full for a month or two, something like that. You know, you cash out for me, my flex is cashing out on the family versus like I'm not necessarily and plus my wife won't let me. She she'll get on me, I come home with a crazy something crazy. You know, yeah, you, 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 you pull, pull up with a Bugatti, pull up with a Bugatti, you might be sleeping in that job. Right, right. The <laughs> Bentley truck, like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I like that, though. My, my flex is on my family. I actually like that saying. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's, that's fine. That's a that's bar right there. Yeah, We're going to throw that down. We're going to throw that down because that's a bar right there. My flex is on my family. So I like that. So let me ask you this, though. Um, what's the future for you in business? What are some of the things that you're looking forward to getting into um, or what are some of the things you're planning coming in the future? Uh, so it's so it's tough. I'll tell you like my, my quick hitters. Um, I'm looking to get my, my flip business. So like I've been flipping the last two years. I started out doing the rentals. Then I started flipping. Um, I used flipping basically the first time I was doing it to pay for my wedding. So I was able to use flipping to pay for my wedding in cash. We not on no uh, payment plan, still paying the wet and off, even though we done. Um, so it was like using a flip. Now I'm using a flip to create enough income. I can start buying more rentals, but I want to have more rentals without no mortgages. So that's part of my mm-hmm. rental portfolio. Um, I don't want, you know, 30 cribs and all of them got mortgages. That I don't I don't want that. I need to figure out a, a non-balance for that. I want to do that through the flips. Um, 
And then on top of that, I want to expand, you know, the, the real estate business from the agent side. So eventually I'm, I'm I probably want to be a broker, not 100 percent sure, but I know I want to, you know, scale it so that I could, you know, do more things with more people. So I know eventually that will probably be in my forefront as far as being a broker, having the flipping business, pay for the rentals. And uh, I would say outside of that, um bringing my wife into the business. That's one of my goals. Um, even if she's not in the business a hundred percent, but having some, some capacity in business so that she can, um, you know, get out of her nine to five. Gotcha. That, gotcha. That's, that's when my flex would be real heavy when I get her out her nine to five. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a mean flex right there. You know what I'm saying? That's so let me ask you this though. Um, you, you, you're successful now in real estate, you know, um, you've come a long way from where you started. What has been the biggest hurdle or something that you've had to overcome to get you to where you are now? Mm, you want all of them or just one? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to share. What would yeah. you say has been the biggest one? But, you know, now, now you, you figured it out and, you, you know, you got over it. What would you say that is? So I would say that the biggest the, the biggest one is being honest with myself um, and being OK with starting over. Um, I think as entrepreneurs, we really get stuck with chasing the goal and sometimes the goal it doesn't come the way we think it should come it can come in a different form um so you know being able to say yo let me take a break this isn't working out or it's causing me more stress maybe i need to take a step back and refit and figure it out or maybe i need to talk to somebody else to figure out what they're doing and see if that'll help me do what i'm doing um, so again, just, just not being too tough on myself is one of the, one of the biggest hurdles I would say, um, and not being afraid to start over. And then outside of that, um, it's really just, I guess just being able to, uh, network with people. So it's like, I think that the hardest thing is starting out or just growing in the businesses. You don't know what you don't know. So again, being okay with asking for help, um, Outside of that, I mean, most of the stuff it, it, it if what, you sit what, still what, long enough to figure yourself out. What has helped you uh, overcome that though? Like, what what got you to the point where you were weren't afraid to ask for help or afraid to start over? Um, my my kids, honestly. So when you think about kids, like I got a six year old and a three year old, they ask every question under the sun, um, and they're resilient when it comes to saying no. I tell them no, they ask me again. I tell them no, they walk away and come back. So honestly, my oldest son, like when I tell you like, yo, that dude like changed my life. Like, no, he changed my life. Um, you know, being around my my kids and my son is like, all right, they will figure it out, whatever it is they want. So just taking that mentality from them to being flexible, uh, it's like, oh, I'm not, you, worst thing you're going to do is tell me no. You, you don't want to sell the house? All right, you don't want to sell the house. You don't want to help me? All right, I need to borrow some money. Like, all right, you don't want to give it to me? All right, it is what it is. You know, or you owe me some money. I'm going to ask for it. I ain't going to tiptoe around it. Like, no, I'm going to just ask you for it. You're going to say yes. You're going to say no. That's that's pretty interesting. That's dope. So, so yeah, you, you learn. learn, learn, learn yeah, learn from the kids. Yeah. That's, 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 that's hot. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it is dope. It is dope, man. Yeah. So, uh, Corey, you had a question you want to ask your brother? I do. So, uh, as a married man, right, you know, we, we're three married men on here. Well, how, how big do you think it is to have a supportive partner? Ooh, I might have to go get my therapist down here now. 
<laughs> um, no, I think I think it's a hundred percent important because, like, as we get old, I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, like, I realized I was selfish. Like, I was selfish as a mom, you know, because it's only was me I had to worry about. So, like, I realized once I became a husband, a, a, a father, a provider. Most of the stuff I wanted was superficial. So, like, I was the boy because I said my cousin had that Maserati. That was on my bucket list. I thought that was a, a flex and a goal to have a Maserati. You know, so, like, now you see everybody got Maseratis, uh, Bentleys, all that cool stuff. So, it's like, once I got my family, it was like, I don't need that. If I could spend seven grand on a car, I might as well get that money to my wife. So, again, she don't got to work because the crazy thing is, if the people around you are happy, the people around you are in position, they're all they're going to do is help keep pushing you up. It's the main thing mm -hmm. is, is this people got to be okay with their position or their role in the, in the family or in the circle. And normally it's, you know, the, the envy or the jealousy is what makes all that stuff hard. And I know some people like, yo, spouses could be envious, spouses could be jealous. So it's like, y'all gotta, gotta figure out how the goals work. And remember, it's not always about you and what you want, but what's for the greater good of the cause. So like, you know, that's that's definitely I feel like a hundred percent the key with the with the family and with the spouse. Yeah, I mean that's good. We're gonna make sure she sees this part too, as you, you yeah, know. right? She be grinding brownies, brownie look, points for real. Nah, she be grinding me up about some of the interviews. She's like, you don't you don't be telling them like how I be helping you out. <laughs> that's what's up man listen listen uh, a great partner is a cheat code in business i always say that man absolute so, cheat code going go to them to them events them networking events like all of those that was like super successful they always would say like like one bull i met the uh the real estate professor he like yo i buy my wife a new car every three years no rep she knows she getting a new whip i'm like why you do that you know girl like why you why she need a new car that's that the car flex. Say that's, the flex. that's the flex exactly he, but he That's was getting a car affordable too. So he could get her a car every three years. I mean, no, it's it, data. Data actually shows that. Like, you know, you look at millionaires and billionaires. Uh, most of them are married. Like, that's just the data shows that. Like, it's not. It's not my opinion. That's just <laughs> factual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just factual. So it's some. It's something there. It's the cheat code. Got with B, with B. You see how his situation yeah. went. He went from millionaire to billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's just what it is, though. Like a partner, because it, it's about having the right partner. You get the right partner and y'all grow together. Because you know, her, her thing is pay me in equity. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Her folks, you know, her folks been in the business forever, though. So they right. were able to help push them along. And, put, you know, when they got together, you know what I mean? It took him to another place because he had somebody with experience. Even His wife might not have had the whole experience, but his, you know, her, her folks had the whole experience. And, and was able to help push him through the and, and take him from millionaire to billionaire. So, you know, that's like, you know, finding the right spouse is absolutely the cheap code. Right. So, Anthony, let me ask you, let me ask you this though. Um, what is your favorite book or a book that's inspired you along your journey? Hmm. So I ain't even gonna say Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We we that's you know, everybody should read that if they haven't. Um, but I would say the uh the magic of thinking big, I read that in college, that was a game changer. Definitely a um, 50 laws of power. I couldn't 48, but 50 laws of power. I could read front and back multiple times. Um, the magic. Is, oh, um, 
The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. That's another one of my favorites. Um, the Section actually, 8. Bible. I, funny thing, I haven't read that one. That's 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 no, I actually read that book, and Paul be talking, he be talking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's that's on my list. I haven't read that one. Definitely read Fifty Laws. The week it came out, that joint um, crazy. Yeah, no, nah, Magic and Thinking Magic and Thinking Big is a dope one. I think the author's name is Schwartz. Man, I had no, I hadn't that's read the, that's that. That's the red, white, and blue book. Yeah, exactly. David, David Schwartz, the red, white, and blue book. That joint is hard. Yep. I've read that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then so, my like my 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 new all time favorite right now is um the Go Giver. The oh. Go Giver. The Go Giver. It's a rare book. Um, boy, I haven't read that one either. Got a series, but now I got now I got to do my Google. Yeah, I got to do my Google. I, I got to get on that. I haven't read that one. Yo, when I tell you, you go. I read the book in three days. Like just recently, I read this last year, um, during COVID. Like walking around the crib, I'm reading it. So you can either do the audio book, but uh, the book was love. When I tell you, like, yeah, it's it's by Bob Berg. Yeah, we have a running list of a recommended books that we'll put in, the, you know, that's always, it's always in all descriptions. We're going to add those books to it because I got to add that to my list as well um, for 2021. Uh, I'm telling you, you read that book, it's going to be turned up, like, and it's not even on no super, like, hype you up stuff. It's just doing some, like, I could tell y'all are good dudes, like, you know, so it's like literally the stuff that you already do, but mm -hmm. how to put some more meaning behind it. And give it to other people and let them run with it and then wait for it to come back to you tenfold. Got you. All right. I'm on that. I'm on that. I appreciate that. I, mean, I always look for good, always look for good book recommendations, man. And, you know, so you delivered with that. You gave me something I never even heard of before. So yeah, so that's nah, that, that I, I literally just had to be in Barnes and Nobles, like just walking by the store, like, yo, let me run a hand real quick. You know how like you see like the light, and the light is just like pointing to this, and I'm like, where the real estate books at? This journey is on top of the real estate books, like over here. And like, I'm looking like something just said, buy it. Like, I, I, I guess that was, you know, the man upstairs talking to me, you know, get the book. That's for you. You know what I mean? So I ended up getting the book. And when I tell you, like, that you don't sit next to the bed now. Okay. That, that, my oh, it's, 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 one of, it's one of them. I got you. All right. I'm on yeah. it. I'm on it. I'm on that, it. I'm on 50 it. 50 Laws of Power um, and the subtle art, like, all joints is right by the bed. Yo, that's interesting, right? So the 50 Laws of Power is interesting because everybody knows the 48 Laws of Power, Robert Greene. Mm -hmm. But the, I like the 50 one better, too, because, I mean, it's, it's something that you can relate to more, the stories. So, you. you know what I'm saying? So we talk about the 50 Laws, they talk about 50 Cent's life, and they talk, but they used uh, stories from his life to kind of talk about the laws, as opposed right. to the original one, you know, where they talk about things within history. So the 50 Laws is actually a pretty good book um, for anyone who hasn't read it. And maybe you've read the 48. The 50 ones are a lot more relatable, specifically to our community. So that was that was why I fell in love with that book, because it was like I read that in college. And literally, again, I'm still young. I'm, I'm learning. So at the time, I'm a sponge. So it's like I'm like, yo, this is the stuff that be going on. You know, you realizing people to be manipulating you, um, you know, and how different people mindset be. And again, I realized like people crazy out here. But, you know, it's like, but now you've got the information, you can see it, and you know how to deal with it. So, like, ever since I read that book, you know, it was in my arsenal. Like, all right, I, I see how you move, and I'm, 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 I'm right at you. I know how I got to deal with you. Got you. Got you. All right, man. So, um, listen, man, we appreciate your time. This has been amazing, man. Thanks for sharing and, um, and being open with us and everything. Um, and for those, man, make sure you check out like what he does on IG because his IG page is amazing. And actually, I'm going to be on his. Uh, he does an Instagram show. 
I'll be on there very soon. Um, you know, by the time this is released, it'll probably be that. You know, the, uh, I think, yeah, yeah. So we doing we doing something on Thursday, right? The fourteenth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so this will be out on the thirteenth. So yeah. So you know, by the time that happens, and if you happen to watch this on the replay, go back and check on his IG page. We're gonna go chop it up on his IG page. But can I man, plug that? Listen, absolutely, man. Now, Why so not? every Thursday we do IG lives on my on my Instagram. I've been doing it all through COVID. Um, you know, COVID. Like, I need to be around people. I need to see people. But because we can't be, you know, in person like we used to, I figured out I'm gonna do these IG live interviews, and that's how me and you were able to connect, and now we can share each other's story with our network and other people. So just stay yeah. tuned every Thursday, eight o'clock. We ain't watching HBO, TNT. You watching Instagram Live with me, um, and JW Blueprint, eight p.m. January fourteenth. Uh, and then my last thing, the end of the month, I'm on my first boot camp, so it's going part virtual, part in person. Only for a group of 10 people um, for 30 days. I'm going to work with you every Saturday um, It's either going to be virtual or in person. But what you're going to do is you're going to get your LLC, your business logo. We're going to teach you about credit and we're going to give you the game on how to invest in real estate while keeping your nine to five. I'm not trying to preach to nobody and tell you to quit your job. I want to help you leverage your nine to five to help you, you know, live the life and get the freedom that you want. Man, that's fire, man, because there's a lot of like, you know, anti nine to five culture. And I, I ain't with that because my thing is Don't. be strategic. Leverage, like you just said, use the main word, leverage it. Collapses. <laughs> this country will collapse without nine to five. <laughs> so they, they don't really want that. Yeah, yeah. Not so uh, hey, I tell people, yo, it's it's nothing wrong. My nine to five got to where I was at, put me in position, you know. Thank like thank goodness for my wife's nine to five. That's how we got health care. You know, so it's like everybody can't be in the entrepreneur space, but at the same token, you know, you could use that nine to five money so that you're not dependent on the nine, nine to five. five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you leverage it. You absolutely leverage it, man. But I know it sounds good to say online to quit your job, but like Corey <laughs> said, if everybody quit their job, this whole country would collapse. So, yeah, man. But Anthony, man, I just want to say again, man, thank you for your time, man. We appreciate you. Keep doing the good work, man. Keep documenting your journey and keep helping other folks. You know the way you are, man, and you know anything that we can do or build together, we here, man. So, yep. Say, want to say, appreciate you, bro. Nah, I appreciate you guys for having me. I've been following y'all, watching y'all do your thing. So I'm, I'm honored. You know what I mean, I tell people like, yo, I do my thing, but now, nah, like when I y'all already do y'all thing and, and super respectful, like I, I'm honored and I definitely appreciate both of y'all for bringing me on here, man. And I'm look, we we definitely got to do something else again. In 2021, Absolutely. you know, we got we got 11 more months to to, to connect and, and build. And we and we, and we definitely go. will. We definitely will. <laughs> let's go. Let's we go. Let's go. <laughs> so for the folks out there, listen, we appreciate all your support. Make sure you follow Anthony. Make sure you see what he's got going on. Stay in tune with us. As we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Salute, y'all.